Thank you for joining the Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Diane Mulligan with my colleagues Mitch Jelniger and Jordan Sherman. You may be wondering, what does Move the Stairs mean? It's our philosophy, how we look at every challenge as an opportunity. When you move the stairs, you take the steps other people might not. Creating customer loyalty, nurturing great relationships with the media, and building a resilient CBD hemp and medical marijuana brand. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll talk with the brightest minds, the savviest business leaders, and reporters in the CBD space. You'll learn how brand protection PR can help your CBD, hemp, or medical marijuana business stand head and shoulders above your competitors. And you'll be on your way to making the most of any challenge. That's what we call Move the Stairs. Let's get started. Welcome to our Move the Stairs podcast, episode 88. We are recording on Friday, August 11th, 2023. We're glad you're here. We're thrilled today to be joined by Omar Chaturbe, who writes for MJ Biz Magazine. He's going to talk about how he finds business owners to profile in his stories. And you know, Mitch, he's going to talk about what makes a great story and how when you tell your story, you can really build customer loyalty. In our Insider Media Relations segment, we'll look at a recent feature piece that he published in MJ Biz Magazine and get the backstory on how he found those people that he chose to interview, as well as get some top tips on how you can increase your chances to be featured in a piece like that. And of course, during our podcast, we always have a building a resilient CBD brand segment. We'd like to talk about that. So we're going to talk to Omar about what stories he's going to be writing in the next three to six months. So let's get started. So hi, Omar, and thank you so much for joining us on the Move the Stairs podcast today. You know, you're an award-winning journalist for Cannabis Stories, and you've also won awards for stories on other topics that were published in the Washington Post and the Boston Globe. We'd love to learn more about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, first off, thanks for uh, having me here and thanks for the work that you all do. Uh, I'm a senior writer at MJ Biz. I've been with MJ Biz since uh, October 2015, so almost uh, eight years now. And before that, I spent uh, 10 years as a correspondent with the Religion News Service. So I like to tell people I went from uh, the opiate of the masses to cannabis and uh, <laughs> Before that, I did uh, various uh, uh, business writing gigs uh, in New York City, uh, up in Lebanon, New Hampshire, kind of going from Wall Street to Main Street. And uh, before that, I was a diplomat for the Bosnian Foreign Ministry. My family is Bosnian, so something that is still very much near and dear to my heart. Great. And I'm 55, so I've been at this stuff for a while. <laughs> a youthful 55. That's it. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, we can't wait to kind of tap into your expertise. Okay. We always like to start off the podcast talking about building customer loyalty. So and it's always a challenge, right, for a CBD company in particular, is to build that, that customer base, especially at a time when it's so crowded. There's so many companies, so many products to choose from. Um, there's a want for regulation. So do you find the cannabis company owners, you know, have a good handle on their own stories and how to synthesize that into what they do? I think many of them do. I think there are definitely some that don't, but I think as the space becomes more mature, uh, the industry leaders, the business leaders that are in there uh, uh, become more mature and therefore do have a better handle on their stories. There's always ways to improve it. Uh, uh, 
you know, their how um, how they how they hone their stories. I think what is uh, perhaps more difficult to um, express is 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 how they deliver those messages and the wins and just being, uh, you know, patient and persistent. But I think it, you know, I think uh, a lot of business leaders do have uh, a good grasp of their stories and how to tell them. It's just sort of the when and how. Right. Is there something that you think you know business owners should be emphasizing when they're telling their stories, or maybe it's kind of the other side as the pendulum swings the other way? Something they're talking about too much when it comes to their business that may be off-putting to consumers. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think in that respect, it's on the business leader uh, to know a little bit about the reporter and the type of story that he or she is doing. For example, if it's a, a health reporter, you obviously want to uh, put greater emphasis on uh, the health benefits, the wellness benefits of your product, uh, and perhaps talk less, uh, at least off the bat, talk less about how well sales are going or some really successful marketing strategy uh, that that you have. You know, if it's if, if you're talking to a spa magazine, really focus on what the spa owners uh, may. Uh, want to know. But if you're a business reporter, or if you're speaking to a business reporter, then you want to emphasize uh, the business aspects of your business more and perhaps less uh, the health or wellness aspects. I've had so being a business reporter, I've had so many interviews where, uh, you know, I speak with a business leader and uh, I, you know, believe in their product. I believe in the wellness uh, benefits of uh, cannabis and CBD, and you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a consumer myself. So you don't need to convince me. And I want I'll be doing a business story, and then they'll tell me about caring for, you know, a sick grandmother. And, and again, I believe it. But I, uh, uh, you know, you're tight for time. You might have another interview coming up in 30 minutes, and and. Uh, so that's that's you know, I think business leaders need to be. Uh, aware of that. Um, um, and then, of course, things that, you know, maybe not to discuss, I think those are rare. Uh, um, you know, I was, I had a uh, story that I was working on a couple months ago. It was a cultivation related story. And it was kind of funny because it was uh, two guys from the same company, but uh, it was in uh, different states. And one of them um, was very, open and frank and you know he wasn't like giving away trade secrets but just being very right. frank about what you know uh how they set their humidity temperatures and things and the other person was being uh you know very coy although with really no need and <laughs> came off and this uh you know and i was uh like what do you set your humidity temperature or, or you know or the humidity is at 50 and the temperature is at 68 and uh Oh, you know, cultivator bead. You do the same. Like, yeah, it's it's about there. You know, he didn't want to like give a, you know, I was like, it, it, it luckily wasn't live or anything like that or a, an audio interview. But uh, so I think reporters, in fact, uh, and again, the kind of story you're doing, but reporters uh, appreciate frankness and coyness. I think, um, you know, especially if you're looking to, you know, if you admit a mistake uh, that, uh, and you learn from it, um, 
I think that helps convey authenticity, um, conveys uh, loyal trust, you know, the fact that you're willing to, quote unquote, fess something up. You know, the, I, I think a lot of business reporters um, like lessons learned type of stories. And so mm -hmm. if you don't make a mistake, it's hard to have, you know, it's hard to learn lessons. So, um, so those are the things I think that business leaders should be mindful of when they're speaking to reporters. That's great information. And I also think in that scenario, especially that um, if you have made a mistake and you've learned from it, which is great, um, you still may be very hesitant in saying yes to that interview. And yet in so many cases, that's an opportunity to build customer loyalty. Do, would you agree with that? 100%, 100%. You know, I think you have to, um, yeah, acknowledge the mistake and make it sincere. You know, there's uh, uh, so many people, uh, you know, apologize for the wrong reasons. You know, you want to apologize because you are sincerely sorry for uh, uh, wronging uh, your customers or wronging your investors, uh, wronging your employees. You know, I think you have to be uh, sincere about it. And uh, uh, but the other Part of it is, you know, do you have a solution? Have you made uh, amends? You have to show some, some, some efforts. You have to, I think, you have to be um, swift. I think you can give yourself, um, you know, proper time to get an organized, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, an organized response in order. But you can't wait, you know perhaps, you know, days on end if it's uh, if it's some kind of a crisis situation. But, you don't you know, if somebody calls you and says, hey, I heard this negative thing about your company is the first you've heard about it. Uh, you know, you don't have to answer right away. So, well, let me find out. You can give yourself and your team some time to examine. But, you know, there are um, time limits that you should seek to reply, or, you know, give an answer to people uh, within a certain time frame. You mentioned the word sincere a couple of times, and I and I and I love that because it's mm -hmm. that authenticity piece of it. Uh, I can remember interviewing people, and I just, a guy called me out once and said, "You've asked me that same thing way uh, question three different ways." And I said, "Well, yes, I'm just trying to get to the heart of it." Now, inside, I was thinking that's because you keep trying to riddle off the memorized mission statement. Yeah. Just tell right. me from your heart how this company works. Yeah, you think that, that that's hard to do. I know for some business owners, but does that pay off? For sure. For sure. I think if you uh, um, are, again, sincere in what you're uh, talking about, if you acknowledge your mistakes, you acknowledge your uh, um, ambitions, your goals, uh, you can get, uh, I think, really far with reporters. But I think it's also knowing uh, what the reporter is looking for and making it as a business leader, making a mission to, you know, help the industry, right? You know, help uh, rather than perhaps like helping yourself. This reporter has a question, you know, has a question for me about uh, wholesale prices going down or uh, recalls in such and such uh, state or, 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 you know, something along those lines. I think you you know, know that this is because we're a new industry, you know, cannabis, CBD, uh, we're still under a lot of scrutiny. So it's still very much a team effort. And if you're looking to 
improve the industry, then you want to give the honest answer about the recall or maybe the mislabeling or uh, or some some you know misstatements, misleading investors. Hopefully, it's not that bad. But uh, uh, you know, I think you you, you again um, have to look at it as helping the industry, and then when you help. The industry, you are, you help, you know, help the consumers. Then you're seen as uh, helping your business without even really putting that at the forefront. You know, like uh, when I, uh, I used to coach youth soccer, and I would, uh, you know, tell the, uh, you know, the kids would ask, how do I, uh, uh, you know, stand out to the, you know, college coaches or coaches who might be pro, and I said, you know, I, I would tell the kids, you don't look to stand out that's not your aim your aim is to do your job well and by doing your job well you'll stand out and get the attention of the coaches or in this case if you're the cbd business leader you know you're not trying to stand out but if you're doing your job well you will stand out and then therefore get the attention uh of the consumers or the the, the press that 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 kind of thing those are all really, really, really great points. And, you know, um, <clears throat> Mitch and Diane alluded to a couple of points here and longtime listeners know that we're all former journalists. Uh, Mitch mentioned, hey, you know, when I was a reporter, he had this interaction. Um, and Diane also mentioned that, you know, these negative um, stories where mistakes happen and, and you kind of own those mistakes are opportunities. And, you know, we call that insider media relations here at MNC Communications. Um, I want to kind of shift our focus to a recent article that you wrote in MJ Biz Magazine. Um, you profiled uh, a few businesses, including Papa and Barkley, um, Harpoon, um, Hilo Cannabis out of Seattle. And our question is, you know, how do you pick and choose which companies? Some are larger, some are smaller. So uh, especially for the folks who are on the smaller side, how do they get the company that they work for, they own, how do they get that bug in your ear? Yeah. You know, with that, um, with those companies, they all come from, you know, different sources, different ways of uh, casting, uh, you know, uh, casting the net, if you will. I think uh, with that particular story is our manufacturing uh, magazine issue. Mm -hmm. And with Halo, uh, for example, um, I just was trying to get, uh, uh, you know, for that article or uh, for that for that package, I wanted to educate myself on the newest goings on in manufacturing. I went to a couple uh, trade specific uh, publications. I think one was Cannabis Science and Technology Magazine, uh, and uh, you know, Halo had published uh, a sort of a how-to piece or sort of like a new trends piece that was going on. And I thought, uh, you know, Low Friesen, she was she in that in her writing came off as. Uh, really, you know, expert, uh, uh, you know, really knew her stuff. I said, that's a great, that's great source right there. So I sort of pegged her as a possibility. I think another one was uh, Rose Delights uh, mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. And they came to me in a completely different way, which was I had done uh, an earlier story. Uh, it was a retail related story. Uh, about a uh, retailer in San Francisco area, San Jose area. Uh, and I was asking them various questions in that story. And one of the products that that retailer mentioned, uh, that retailer is the Vapor Room. And they had mentioned that one of the products that they like to sell at uh, a festival that they uh, participate in is Rose Delights. 
and I just kind of noted that, and they talked a little bit about it was like Turkish delights and mm -hmm. you know that was interesting you don't hear that everywhere and he said it was kind of high end and always sort of a you know I don't like to say I'm a weed snob but yeah, a little bit I don't know and <laughs> I appreciate it and uh, so I just took note of it and then I don't know one or two or three issues later we were doing the manufacturing uh, issue I thought oh it'd be really cool to speak with Rose Delights and see how they uh, come up uh, with uh, you know how 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 they manufacture uh, those things and then um, yeah so again Halo I came across uh, a, pub, uh, a a trade publication if you will and then mm -hmm. uh, Rose Delights was you know came from another interview sort of a, a referral if you will which I think goes back to if you do your job well um, uh, you'll get noticed you know because what I did study i didn't just you know call rose oh hey vapor room says rose delights is cool and you know you call you know you do some research on them and and they'd have a nice polished website and uh, but they're not doing a ton i scan my email for some like press release they've done a little bit of press but they're not out there pushing not that you know you shouldn't be out there pushing yourself mm -hmm. or anything but um you, you know it was more of they found me than i found them kind of thing which speaks to i, th I think which speaks to the quality of their product, that word of mouth, if you will. Um, and another way that I just, you know, will do things is, you know, speaking of press releases, don't <laughs> give up on on, on those. Uh, again, I'm 55. I don't know, big people have more efficient ways to do this, but I know there are, you know, older reports who just keep all their emails. And if they're doing a story, you know, you have like whatever, literally, you know, 78,000 emails or something, and you're doing a story about manufacturing and, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, you'll go through, I mean, you know, manufacturing in this, manufacturing in that, or many do leading sales and manufacturing or, you know, do various searches. And then these companies will pop up and, uh, and, and you kind of scan, you have to, uh, you know, vet them, of course. Uh, but what happens a lot is that people will send press releases and they might send, uh, you know, five press releases a month and that's all fine. Uh, but, you know, I may find, um, you know, I'm doing a story about some, or let's say I'm doing a story about some, a, a new way to infuse something. Maybe I won't do that story, like at the time that I get the press release, but maybe I will three months later and, and then I'll, and then I'll come back to them. And that, that happens quite a bit. So uh, to the, uh, you know, PR people or the marketing people out there, you know, don't get discouraged. Um, if somebody doesn't get back to you, you know, the next day, the next week, or even the next month, you know, I've, I've gotten back to people literally, you know, 18 months or two years later, you know, you did this <laughs> about, you know, way back when, and then, you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully most of the time they're still in business and, uh, you know, there's been times, ah, uh, you know, they've gone out of business and you miss, you know, anybody, anyway, you find it, but that, that, you know, I, that, that's also the way that I find stories is just by, you know, uh, going through these press releases and, you know, maybe if I'm not doing a story about rosin this week, maybe I will be, um, you know, later on sometime. I love to hear that because we always tell our clients that at least one press release a month that we do, we don't expect any coverage on. It's more <laughs> to keep the reporters, keep their company top of mind so that when the reporters are looking for something, their name comes because they've seen their name and they see that they're professional. And and so, and, and that release right. be small, just have that really interesting. The other thing we do, um, and I'm just wondering what you think about this, and, and this might be a tip for business owners is instead of doing a full release, 
sometimes it's just a quick email, but you have the right keywords in the subject line and mm. say, hey, just so you know, we're doing this. Is, is that a good tip or are there other tips you have for developing a relationship with you? Should they be on social media with you talking back and forth? What should they be doing? Yeah. yeah. No, I think that I think um, either or I think the communication is is important you know um like for and 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 keeping in mind the patients whether you, whether you do it with a, a press release or an email like for example uh we get a ton of uh um uh product launch press releases and you know our publication as far as i know never does like a new product launch you know but if we, uh, you know, see a company that the, maybe the product does sound kind of cool or innovative or, 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 or different for whatever reason, and we've never spoken with this company before and we want a quote unquote fresh face, um, you know, we, we, we will look at that. That's why we keep these things. Hey, we've never spoken with these people in Oklahoma or Florida or Massachusetts before. Or, um, and, and, and so, um, you know, and I think as far as, you know, smaller companies, I don't know how, it kind of depends on the publication, but, you know, me personally as a reporter, I um, like to look for the smaller companies when the situation uh, lends, or when, the, when the story lends itself to it, and almost always does, um, you know, unless you're doing a story specifically about MSOs, but even then you can speak with the company, okay, this is a you know, this company aspires to be an MSO, you know, what's their uh, thing, but maybe you're doing a story about manufacturing or uh, cultivation techniques or branding techniques and things like that. And you, and you try to get a breadth of companies and I should throw in the caveat that I'm, you know, primarily um, a magazine reporter. So I have a lot more time than say, um, you know, a daily news reporter, uh, to, to, to sort of vet these sources, find, you know, just the right source. And I think the business leaders or their marketing people, their PR people on the other end who might be speaking with a reporter sort of need to be, con need, need to be conscious of that too. You know, hey, is this a story uh, that you need to turn around by tomorrow or the day after tomorrow? Or is this a feature piece uh, that you have more time for? Or if you're a magazine reporter, it's going to need more time. and Or you have, you know, more reporter will have more time. Um, and so uh, I think if the business leader can recognize that, they'll also know how to tailor their answer. And I think to the degree, unless reporters tell you, I think, you know, no, they, um, again, speaking for myself, I really like detail. Again, that goes to the types of stories I'm asked to do. Um, you know, if I'm doing like that manufacturing story or, or, or a story about, uh, you know, I did one recently about harvesting. Well, we came in really into the nitty gritty of of, um, of 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 harvesting, and I think sometimes um, the business leaders are a little surprised to have a reporter go into that or you know request that kind of uh, detail. And um, most of them, they're fine with. It. I think they appreciate that. They like <laughs> you know talking about their craft, uh, which is which is uh, fine. So. Um, but yeah, just being mindful of what your reporter is looking for. Is it uh, a quick hit that they need to turn around tomorrow? Or is this a person who is willing to, you know, s spend time and, you know, you can finally have your speak, you know, <laughs> your which a lot of people like to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So let me ask you about just the, the idea of media exposure. Do you think that a business having an interview, say, in one publication can lead to other reporters thinking about using them for, for their stories? For sure. For sure. Um, you know, that's how I um, that's how I connected with Halo. I saw them in uh, I think I think it was Cannabis Science and Technology magazine. And, uh, uh, you know, Low Freezing came off as really authoritative Um uh, and yeah, it was a cool story. So yeah, it, 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 it definitely, and yeah, it definitely led to that. I've uh, done that other ways. I know people uh, come to us, come, you know, people come to MJ biz. Uh, so that's why we're mentioned in, you know, the Washington post or wall street journal or Forbes or what, 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 what have you. So there is, you know, looking around, you know, seeing what your quote unquote competitors uh, are doing. Um, but I think it's also, you know, one of the nice, aspects of this industry, the sort of the, um, how do I say it, the cooperative competitive nature of it. There's a lot more cooperation. People, uh, somebody, uh, uh, the CEO, of, uh, Albert Gutierrez, the C CEO of MedFarm in also in Colorado, uh, used the term, uh, sorry, uh, co he combined cooperation and competitive somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I need one more cup of coffee to pull that off. Anyways, uh, <laughs> He, uh, he, uh, but there is the spirit of cooperation in the industry, even with people who you are competing with, be it in, uh, you know, journalism, or if you're a re retailer or grower or manufacturer, uh, I think you like to share tips, uh, because again, it goes back to helping the industry doing your job well. And maybe even if your competitors are doing well, it's raising the level of this industry that still we all know is under a lot of scrutiny, uh, a lot of prejudice against it, despite the strides, the advances that we've made, you know, in the last 10, 20 years. That's really interesting. And, and I do like that cooperation, but competitiveness. So you're always thinking, how do I get this story up? But at the same time, let's think about what, what's going to happen with it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. Omar, we um, we also work with our clients um, and, and think it's very important that in building a resilient brand is really forecasting what's coming in the next three to six months and, and being prepared for it. Um, and that really helps with protecting that brand. And it's really our favorite part of the podcast, because here we like to have you like look in your crystal ball and tell us what you think are going to be the top stories in the next three to six months or what are the top features that you're looking at and how can people learn more about them? Yeah, interesting. You know, I think um, because of the economic environment that we're in, uh, very difficult times uh, in general, but I think especially for the cannabis industry, which is funny, not funny, but interesting because during COVID, everybody was hurting, but cannabis was thriving. And now people are kind of bouncing back from uh, COVID, but cannabis is hurting. There's, uh, you know, a dearth of money. Capital is hard to come by, uh, and it's very expensive. Uh, you, you know, it's hyper competitive uh, landscape in so many markets, and so <laughs> in that kind of landscape, uh, I think we'll be doing a lot of stories that focus on what businesses can do to survive or thrive in these kinds of difficult conditions? What do you do uh, to cut costs? How are you trying to save money? And how are you doing to cut costs in a way that perhaps doesn't involve laying off people and affect, you know, and uh, some really, I think, difficult 
uh, difficult questions and, you know, stories about, uh, you know, the cost of capital. Uh, again, I'm, you know, my own or yeah, MJ business, you know, specific, uh, you know, niche is, 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 is business journalism. So this may not apply to as much say to health journalist or, you know, I don't know, sports journalist or celebrity journalist or something like that. But, uh, you know, we want to know, um, and this is information that I think is difficult to come by, but how much or how difficult, well, yeah, how difficult is it to get capital for your business? How expensive is that uh, capital? Uh, what kind of interest rates uh, are you getting? Who's lending? Is it, are, are, are you facing a cannabis, uh, you know, are you facing a cannabis premium, right? And, oh, cannabis business, mm -hmm. they must be making a lot of money. We can jack that up by five or 10% or whatever, you know, do you guys face that? So I know um, our outfit is looking for that kind of information. So if you can talk with us about that and uh, uh, that's, that's, uh, you know, we are, we are all ears um, wholesale. Um, oh, oh, yeah, you know, pricing, especially wholesale retail pricing uh, information is, I think, of great value um, to us. So we're always looking at that. But I think especially uh, with, quote unquote, you know, Croptober coming up and that always mm -hmm. has an impact on prices. So that uh, is, is, is something that we'll be doing in the next few months. And what is that going to do on oil price, uh, you know, to, to oil prices? Um, I know we're also wondering a lot about supply chains. Uh, you know, that's something that has still been very um, fragmented or iffy, um, you know, since, since COVID. It's improved, I think people say, but there's still stories out there about, uh, you know, supply chain and distribution still being a problem. And of course, you know, uh, F federal regulation, there's always talk about the potential of um, legalization. And if you know something, please call us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing you mentioned earlier, um, Omar, in the podcast was, you know, sometimes you'll go back in your email and you'll find something from two years ago and you'll reach out to the company that sent it to you. I want to flip that script a little bit. You know, you've got companies who may have, you know, very good press teams that say this is happening now. Um, we need to make sure that you're prepared, that, you know, you can be somebody who is a source for media that wants to cover something that's timely. So what advice would you offer um, up and coming business owners who want to be featured in the press for something timely, like federal regulations or um, supply chain, if they're still dealing with issues that are fragment fragmentation there? Um, what yeah. advice would you offer for them? Yeah. If you're new and you're trying to introduce yourself to a business journalist, uh, you know, I think that takes persist, uh, persistence, perhaps a little bit of luck uh, mm -hmm. to the degree that, um, you know, again, um, I like to find and have the leeway to find new sources, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the time to find new sources. I like finding um, uh you know, new people. It also depends on how much experience they have, though, too, right? If it's uh, uh, if it's something that's completely you know new to the game, and they you know maybe have or, yeah have never been uh, in Canada, have never cultivated uh, uh, cannabis, then it then it might be hard to treat them as uh, an expert on cannabis cultivation. Maybe they are really well spoken about um, technology or or something. 
you know, something like that, then yeah, maybe I'll, you know, uh, lean on them. But it, it, it does take some time to, I think, build a relationship. I think that's why you do need to keep on uh, sending out those press releases. I think having events, uh, making yourself, you know, whether you be uh, a retailer or um, a product brand, you know, people are doing, um, you know, pop-ups uh, and you just let the local press know, uh, or, you know, or depending on the size of your brand, I mean, it could be national press too. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it depends on what kind of, I, I guess, company you are. If you're a CBD company doing, doing, doing CBD oil and do national uh, sales. Uh, yeah. You know, I think you can hit national, uh, uh, you know, a national spa magazine, a uh, national wellness magazine, a uh, national B2B magazine, as well as, you know, if you're based in Kalamazoo, Michigan, then you can hit the local Kalamazoo newspaper as well in Detroit and everything, you know, in, in, and around it. So you have to cast, you have to cast your net, I think pretty, or it behooves you to cast your net pretty wide. You certainly have the ability there yep. and different people will get back to you for different reasons. Yeah. Let's talk about bad news for a moment. Sure. And that is if there's a hiccup, a roadblock, uh, a, a full fledged crisis industry wide, and so here you are as a reporter, you're trying to find somebody to talk about this. Some business owners might go, oh, no, no, I don't want to be associated with a negative story. But unfortunately, they may be the exact person to help you kind of round it out and tell the story. What do you do as a journalist to get those hesitant business owners to say yes to an interview, even when maybe it's not the most positive thing in the industry? Do you have an example of, of that happening for you? Yeah, you know, I... Um... You know, I try not to do too much persuasion beyond like the initial uh, query, right? I will, uh, I almost always uh, start with an email uh, and try to be very frank in the mail. I'll, I'll try to be very frank in the email. I lay out questions uh, in the email just to make it as straightforward as possible. I know some journalists uh, do go through that trouble. Others, others don't. Um, for me, it's just easier because I think I get better responses that way. It takes more time, obviously, but um, right. I think you get it's yeah, you just get better, you know, better, more responses. So you maybe you uh, don't cast as many, uh, you know, don't don't put out as many emails, but you get a more of them will respond appropriately because they know what's up. You don't have to oh, let me call and find out what's up. So, uh, but I think if um, uh, you know if somebody says you know, no, I'm not into this. I'm not going to push them. Say, oh, come on, man. You know, I'm not, <laughs> what are you afraid of? You know, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I, I'll just, you know, let, let it go. Uh, so, but yeah, most of the time, I think if you're Frank, you tell them, you know, it's difficult, you know, oh, I don't even need to say it's a difficult story, you know, cause it, oh, it'll, they know it'll, it'll show, right. <laughs> you know, but I wanted to speak with you about the recall. I wanted to see how you handled it, or I wanted to speak with you about, uh, you know, f falsified testing results, uh, or you know, I think you just have to be very frank. Uh, you don't need to, um, again, as 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 the reporter, uh, you know, you don't need to put a lot of you know adjectives before you know, and uh, yeah, and, and just be frank. And then I think if you're the business leader, um, you know, it. Uh, I think it it can behoove you to. Uh, um, you know, speak with the report. And in fact, when I, you know, as I sort of think out loud about this, you know, I mean, I know there are, 
MSOs that we will speak with and some, um, well, yeah, I mean, and we'll, we'll be looking for a story about trading. It could be something, you know, positive or neutral, it could be, you know, prices, right? It could be prices, it could, they could be going up, down. It's not like, you know, um, something like ultra negative or something, but, uh, and, and, and some people are just, or some, some, some MSOs can be, keep everything close to the chest, you know, and, but others are more open. Like, yeah, we'll help you out, you know, and uh, we, we, we know you guys are trying to help the industry. You guys are trying to uh, uh, provide data to the industry and, 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 and so on. And I think that does build trust between the company and the journalists for sure. If you're open, you don't need to, you know, be a, um, you know, answer every call that the media puts out. But um, if you're, uh, you know, yeah, if you're there, the media certainly, pre certainly appreciates it, especially if it's something that doesn't necessarily behoove you like, hey, I'm going to do this great profile about MSO XYZ and talk about how great they are and how they pulled themselves up on the bootstraps and stuff like that. No, you know, we're here to talk about the problem of this, or, you know, root rot or something that's, you know, may not even be a problem with them or the retail, you know, it's just, uh, you know, making yourself available to improve the industry, which goes back to that whole idea. I think we spoke earlier. If, uh, you know, you're in it not to stand out, but to do a good job, then you will stand out. I love that because I think it gives you a chance to show your thought leadership, your expertise. Um, right. And the other thing is it also keeps you top of mind with that reporter when they're going to do a feature story and maybe it end up being a feature on you. So there's a lot right. of opportunity there. 100%. Yeah. And, and you have to know the reporter. You have to know yeah. that the reporter is a good reporter. Um, yeah. They're not going to do a little bait and switch on you type of thing. So I think right. that's really important too. So Omar, sure. you have been fabulous. Thank you so much for doing this interview. Well, thanks. It's been fun. I, you all been great too. So <laughs> I had a good time. So uh, thanks for having us on board. Thank you. Omar. Thank you. Omar. Okay, I'm going to say it right. Shacherbe, there we go, for Great. joining yeah. us <laughs> for sure. on the Move the Stairs podcast. We really appreciate it. For sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Wow, guys, he was great. And um, I loved how he talked when, uh, again, he reinforced this at the end, is that when you help out on a story um, and you're really um, honest and forthcoming to an extent, but it really helps build that customer loyalty because people then know that they can trust you because you're out there and you're doing good work. So that's really what I took away from our first segment. Yeah, being authentic, it, it, it certainly helps. Not every business does everything perfectly. So just showing how you met that challenge, I think it, it's great. The consumer will love that. What he were, we were talking about insider media relations, I thought it was very key that he said, you know, ask the reporter what their focus is. I don't think, oh, somebody's calling to ask me questions. I wonder what in the world they're going to ask. Ask them so you know the focus. Um, because you might be relieved that it's, oh, you just want to know more about this or that, or and it kind of gives you an idea. Now, he's kind enough to often provide you the questions beforehand, but some of the reporters that are maybe doing a day turn, they don't have time to do that. So that's incumbent upon you as the business owner. You ask, hey, what are you going to ask me? What are the, What's the focus? That's perfectly good to do. I think the last part of this was really fascinating, too, um, because Omar really had, you know, kind of a laundry list of things that he's going to be focusing on in the next three to six months. But um, the one that stood out to me was if the economy uh, continues down the path that we think it is going to, how are you tightening your belt and how are you 
making sure that costs are are being covered and bills are getting paid without laying off employees. And I just lost a headphone, but um, you get the idea there. And, you know, the second part of this was how do you get noticed by him? You got to start now because if he gets the one press release and he's never heard of you before, chances are he's not going to reach out to you. Um, so start your press outreach to position yourself as a thought leader or somebody who's trying to make some noise in the space now so that when an important story comes up that you may be well qualified to speak to over your competitors, you get the phone call. Um, that's really important. Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank um, Omar again from MJ Biz Magazine. Um, this has been a great Move the Stairs podcast. And I want to thank you all for listening because without you, we wouldn't be here doing this. So we hope you got some great tips today and we hope you have a fabulous couple weeks. Thank you again for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. You may be wondering where the phrase move the stairs comes from. It's my life's mantra and MNC's commitment to our clients. It's a nod to a defining moment in my television news career. You know, in news, you have to be first with the story, no excuses. And one night I had to get the first TV news interview with a senatorial candidate after he accepted the nomination on stage. I noticed the stairs leading off the stage were taking the candidate directly to my competitors. But what could I do? So I looked around and I noticed the stairs were on wheels. I walked over and bolted the stairs and moved them so the candidate walked off the stage right to my team first. At MNC Communications, our years in the media taught us there's always a way to move the stairs to make the best possible outcome happen for our clients.